Hi, this is Quinn Wynn and Jesse Chu, co-founders of Paper Talk. Welcome to season five. We're here to share our paper flower journey, engage with makers and artists, and support other female entrepreneurs. Follow along as we give a voice to and nurture a community of paper florists from around the world. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Paper Talk. Today, we have Chi-Chi Nakwe Whitley with us of Afro Blooms Art. We are so excited to have her because Quinn and I first met her, gosh, for a paper to profit. Yes. And then we got to know her yeah. really well when, you know, when she would drop by during Clubhouse in the summer. And oh ever God, since that then, so right? Ever since then, we've yes. just been, been in touch with her. She's really been blooming. Like her business is blooming. Yes. Her, she's got an app and we're going to talk about that because I think it's the coolest, yes. coolest thing ever. But just for disclosure purposes and just disclaimer, Chi-Chi is participating in her personal capacity and her participation in this podcast does not constitute an endorsement by any federal agency or the United States government in any way. Okay, we got that over with. And that might have hinted to you that she works for the federal government. So we're going to talk about that too. So Chi-Chi, welcome. Awesome. Hey, how's it going, y'all? It's so good to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, I'm so, so happy welcome. that you're here with us. <laughs> Appreciate yeah. you. It's been a, quite a journey for you the last couple of months, several months. Geez, so many things have been happening. You've really just mm-hmm. taken the ball and rolled it and like done it. <laughs> I feel like 2022 is your year. Yeah, so it is. I feel that too. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, this season we're asking everybody about their why or whys and why mm-hmm. they pursued it and how they knew. And so Chi-Chi, you tell us, like, how did you start? Go back as far as you can. <laughs> okay, no problem. No problem. You guys and, get a good cup of coffee or, tea <laughs> or your choice of beverage because yeah, your yeah, story yeah. is really amazing. Yeah. Oh, you're so sweet. Well, I think I'll go to a time when I was in graduate school. So I'm a, a PhD trained biologist and I studied... DNA repair, DNA repair pathways, and how they work in our cells. Understanding DNA and its repair methods is really important because when it goes wrong, we get lots of different diseases. So we get cancer, we get issues with our immune system, get neurological issues. And so for me, I was on this ever never ending quest for my why coming out of high school, going into college. And because I had done so many things in high school, the time came to choose a major. And I was like, wait, what? I got to do what? <laughs> yeah. Focus everything. Like everything. <laughs> yeah. And I came into college without a major. I was a general major. I went to University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign. I grew up in the Midwest with my Nigerian family. I'm Nigerian-American. And as I was going through, my why was elusive because I didn't know what my focus was going to be. And it wasn't until several things happened all at once. As a general major, you have to take different elective courses. I took human physiology. And with Dr. Misami, he had this coloring book. We had to use a coloring book to remember how our body works. And I was just so intrigued with understanding our body. I was so intrigued with understanding how muscles work, like understanding like the really detailed information about how muscle fibers work. And I was like, I think I want to be a biology major. (laughs) And then I went to chemistry class and I was learning about 
how our cells have a barrier that uses chemistry to maintain a, a separation from the environment and from inside the cells called a phospholipid bilayer. And I was like, man, this is so cool. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I want to learn about all this other aspect of biology. I think I'm just going to be a biochemist. I want to, <laughs> I want to understand biochemistry and chemistry and biology at the cellular molecular level. And that motivated me afterwards because that process of having a why was so elusive for so long that it became my guiding force. Like I always have to have a purpose, a reason, and it has to make sense to me mm -hmm. and it has to vibe and give me direction. And so my why really started emerging as I was in college and going in through grad school and studying things because of my curiosity and my interest. And so I went on to get my graduate degree at University of Chicago. I studied cancer biology, so DNA repair. And that why question came back again, but not in such a great way because about a couple of years in, my advisor, you choose a thesis advisor to work in, you work in their lab. And she told me that she's not going up for tenure and she's going to leave the <laughs> university. And I have to uh, figure out, do I want to finish what I'm doing right now? Yeah. Or do I want to take my master's and go? And I was like, do you know how long I've been here? <laughs> I am going to stick it out and get my degree. And uh, I switched labs and it was just a really, 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 really difficult time. I had depression. I had a sense of not understanding where I was going to go or how my career was going to come to a resolution because a graduate degree depends on a thesis committee signing off on your thesis. And if your project is changing or is not starting or not working, it's up to you to fix it. You have to make it work. And if it's, you know, and that's where I learned about pivoting and doing something different and just pushing through. And mm -hmm. so the process of getting a PhD is, is one of uh, mental fortitude. Like you're you're mentally forged in the fires of academia. <laughs> <laughs> and when you come out, you produce this knowledge, but it takes a toll psychologically. And so for me, my whys, why am I doing this? Why do I love science? What is my science going to do? What is my life going to mean? What mm -hmm. impact am I going to have? These are all things that I was constantly dealing with because I had to have motivation to finish my degree <laughs> at a time when experiments may not be working, but mm -hmm. you got to have some motivation to figure out how to make it work and connect with people, build collaborations, read, study, check your work, check your experiments, all of those things. Can I ask my you wife, how long it took? For it's you? a long time. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's, that's why I asked. Because I know that <laughs> it can take like years. <laughs> it's eight so like, and a half years. Yeah, like your motivation. Like you literally need yeah. to, for every day, know what your why is or else you might be yes. like, why am I doing this? <laughs> yes, because yeah. at, at times you're faced with situations where you don't know if this experiment is going to work. Mm -hmm. You don't know how long it's going to take. <laughs> You can study and understand and look at all the parameters, make sure you have controls, all these things in place, but you don't know how long and you control that. And so to push through times when that ambigu ambiguity is there, you have to come back to your why and your motivation. And can we backtrack? These work, but. Can we backtrack just a little bit? So I'm, yeah. I'm really like 
wow, as you're saying, like back in high school, back in college, you already started thinking about your why. I think mm. a lot of kids that are in their 18s, early 20s, mm. they don't really think about their why. Maybe it's an unconscious thing, like I'm pursuing this career, but mm. they don't really know their exact why. And I love mm. how very strong and confident as you're like, I'm pursuing this why. And mm. how, who in your life pushed you to recognize your why? I think yeah. that's an important question to ask. Oh, wow. You know, that is such a profound question. I, so many people in my life have mentored and, and been role models for me. My mom, definitely, and my dad, when they came, they loved Nigeria. They loved everything they knew. And they came to the U.S. to give their kids an opportunity. You know, at the time there was the Biafran War, you know, there was conflict and they, they left. And my dad had gone ahead. He had like $25 in his pocket. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know, he landed, he got a scholarship to go to school in Nebraska and he made it work. And he brought my mom over later. And my mom was telling me that she wasn't sure if she's ever going to see my brothers and sisters again when she left. Like these are really huge sacrifices. And that's something that I recognize that my parents did for me. And so, I mean, I'm already here, so I better step it up, right? <laughs> yes. I think all yeah, three of us are immigrants. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And recognizing our parents did so much and struggled so much. Yes. It's definitely put pressure on the kids that came to the United States to try harder, to push harder. Mm. And I'm just amazed by your amazing confidence of like pursuing your career and knowing that education was really important. Yes. and then getting this amazing job with the government. And then, and the thing is like, I feel like your career is such a defining moment. I'm also in the back of my head, like how did paper flowers get involved? With that got roped into your life. Yeah. Where's the A in STEAM, science, technology, engineering, yes. math, and now arts, right? STEAM. <laughs> yeah, so like for me, I've always been someone that's very analytical. I really like, um, thinking deeply about things. I love strategy. Um, and when I was getting married, I got married late in life. I was 41 when I got married. And so I'm financing this wedding, right? With my husband. <laughs> we are paying for this, the whole thing, you know. And I was trying to think of flower options because I started getting quotes from florists. And I'm like, am I paying for your building or am I paying for the flowers? Like, what am I, <laughs> what is all this for? And I was looking at different options. And um, I think I saw an article about paper flowers. And I looked at the paper flower and I was like, that's it. I'm going to make flowers for my wedding. I'm going to do it. And my whole family were like, what are you talking about? And I was like, look at this. And I would make these huge flowers. And I was like, this is it. And my sister's like, no. <laughs> Not <gonna work. laughs> But once I started down that path, I really couldn't let go because mm -hmm. the flowers itself brought something to me that I felt like I didn't have, which is like a sense of creating beauty. So produce knowledge with my research. I helped countless students get into school and get into science, get into education. I even worked in 
entrepreneurship policy or innovation policy at the federal level. But when I created that flower and it was so beautiful, I was like, I did that with my hands, right? <laughs> and it's, there's that inner pride and joy that comes from creating a flower. And it's addictive because me as a visual person, I'm addicted to the colors. I'm addicted to the options. My creative side flows. I get excited. I start thinking about different ideas. <laughs> and then you're thinking about different approaches and you're talking to people about it. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> but it, it's just, it just lit a fire and a passion within me for creating beautiful things and creating something that brings joy to myself. And then I would start just gifting them to people. I would bring joy to others. And that's a side of me that's very strong. My grandmother on my father's side was well known for her ability to give, to sacrifice, to give to others. And so that's something that I grew up with in my family. And so I love giving joy and bringing joy to others. And when I share my flowers with people, they, they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. Thank you. They feel so special and you feel good because you made them feel special. Yeah. And so there's just so many dimensions to making flowers that bring me joy True. and bring me happiness. Yeah. I feel like you hit it on the nail. Not only do you get this beautiful feeling inside when you're making it, but it also mm -hmm. continues to give when you give it to someone else mm -hmm. and then they get it every single day they get to see the flower mm -hmm. and Absolutely. the knowledge that they love it as much as you loved it is just the most amazing feeling yes yes I mean it's a gift of love because it takes time you all know mm -hmm. this it takes time oh, yes. it thought you're trying to think about how to approach it what can you do with the colors is it right is it for you is it for what you want and it really is a gift of love because your time is precious. You won't have that time ever again. And mm -hmm. so to give you, give someone your flowers is to give them your time. It's to give yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's another thing that helps me continue to do it and motivates me. Absolutely. Wow. So it. when do you make your paper flowers? Oh, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> these flowers <laughs> yes I mean after your most recent course I was so inspired I was like I'm making some flowers y'all gotta go see <laughs> I have two kids I have a husband what my son is three my daughter's 10 right now but they look like they're 30 and 40 I don't know <laughs> and so so much faster these days <laughs> oh my god yes <laughs> right before my eyes and so I have to find time when kids are asleep. Mm -hmm. So late at night is often a time, nap times mm -hmm. during the weekends or early in the morning. That's when I will make my flowers or late at night, watching TV and yeah. show them. I love showing my daughter the flowers. She's like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, we're going to do this one day. We're gonna yeah. And she's excited about that too. So that's usually when I find time, but I'm working for it to be regular, but my whole life is not regular. So it's just forgiving myself for not doing the laundry, but I'm going to make flowers right now. Like <laughs> yes. your priorities, yes. you're constantly juggling. And yeah. so on the weekends and the evenings, that's usually when I find time. Let's talk about your app. Okay. Um, yeah, let's talk about that because yeah. me thinking about time, I'm like, how did you have time to make that? Too? Mm. 
Well, that is a whole other story altogether. I mean, we have been in a pandemic for two years now. When it first started, we didn't have childcare. So my son was at home and we were bouncing him around like a hot potato trying to work. (laughs) (laughs) He was so little then. He was little. He was just going on two, I thought one. He was going on 12 months, going into his next second year. He's three now. And we finally found my neighbor who used to work at a daycare center and she was at home and she offered to watch him and everything just like, (laughs) calm down. So then we find ourselves on the weekends, like not leaving the house, not (laughs) doing anything. And I'm like, I need a project. I can't, I need to learn something. I can't just let all this time waste. It's not going to happen that often that we have all this time to ourselves. So I started looking around, trying to think about ways to build wealth for myself and Mm -hmm. also learn a new skill. I learned about the Apps Without Code Bootcamp from Tiffany Aliche. These are these are different people who Mm -hmm. teach about wealth building or skills. And that bootcamp introduced me to how to build an app without knowing how to code because I'm a biologist. I'm not a computational biologist. Yes. <laughs> I work with DNA and RNA. <laughs> and so computer science is something I've always been interested in. And I've always wanted to learn how to code. And then when I learned that I could build an app and not have, know how to code, I was like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so I started the boot camp, And at the same time, I w- we had just moved. And I was getting my craft supplies up and running mm-hmm. and available and open. I was like, I'm going to make flowers. I'm going to code. Huh? What do I do? <laughs> and I, so I just sat with both of them. At one point we had a maker's meeting. Do you remember this? And I was talking to our fellow friends and I was like, I just have a hard time organizing my ideas. I don't even know where to start. And I don't know where do we do? And and Mm -hmm. Susan Bond, remember our dear friend, Susan? She said, I have this notebook and I just, you know, sometimes I put something in there and then I walk away and then something will come back and I can build an app for that. (laughs) (laughs) And that's kind of where it came from. (laughs) Yeah, like where do I store my notes as I'm working on my projects? And Mm -hmm. we all have notebooks, but I had like, I don't know about you, but I have these notebooks that I would put in my purse and then they would go in the car and then I would forget in the car and then it's cold outside. I don't want to go to the car and get the, I would have inspirational ideas all the time everywhere. And I was like, I need something that's just quick that I can write down. Like I can write detailed notes and pictures and draw in other Mm -hmm. places, but I just need a place to store my ideas and get inspired. Right. And so I built crafty net notes pro for that purpose. Oh it's kind of like a, a source of my inspiration. That is yeah. so cool. It's so cool. How, okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone through many iterations, as you know. Yeah. I wanted to think of something kind of clever. I don't know. Maybe I'm being, you could tell me if it's clever. I thought it was clever. I think but it's I clever. Want, yeah. I wanted it to be different I want to be floral notes and then Jesse you were like you need to go bigger than that girl yes just 
more people <laughs> just will use flowers. Yeah. yeah. People who are makers, creatives that craft, yeah. that are artists to use this. And I was like, well, thank you, first of all. <laughs> Think bigger. Thank you. And then you're like, go bigger. And I was like, crafty notes, you know, something because it was floral notes, but that is too limiting. But crafty notes, that's something that's broadly appealing and mm-hmm. it really doesn't define who uses it. But it could be used by anyone really who mm-hmm. who has projects that they want to take pictures so they can get inspired. I, I just thought about my own process. I don't know if it's everybody else's, but I, I look at pictures. I talk to people about what they want. I get ideas for colors. I watch a lot of videos. <laughs> yes, so many videos. <laughs> so many. YouTube University. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. And I'm like, I just need all this in one place. <laughs> and so that's what I created with Crafty Notes. And that's where the name came from. Something that's that's for people who make things and they're crafty. Being crafty doesn't have to mean one thing. You're just, you're, you're like dynamic. If you love our podcast, please consider supporting us by hitting subscribe and writing us a review. And if you want to do a little more, consider making a donation on our website at www.papertalkpodcast.com. Every dollar of your gift goes into the making of this podcast. Can That's you right. walk us through how to use the app? Like if they open yeah. up the app, how would they yes. go about getting themselves situated? To yes. Well, so right now it focuses on you building your ideas around a given project. And I've been going back and forth with building kind of a app that has something that's just like, I want to build one thing. But for me, when I was looking at different frameworks, I was thinking whenever we engage with people, we're building something for a purpose. And so it's like a project. So I call it a project. So you have a project home and what you do is you start in three places, one of three places. So you might have ideas, but you're not working on a project. So this is a section where it's just like ideas for the future. And you write down your thoughts and your notes. It's called future projects. And then there's a section called in progress. So it's like you move your future projects project to the in progress section, because now you're working with it, you're capturing details, you're capturing tutorials, pictures, things like that. And you need to put it all in one place. And then you might think you're starting off with one approach and then you change it and you need to be able to keep track of all those changes and all those details. And then then you can move it to the completed, right? Where this is what you did. And then a lot of times we want to recreate what we did or tweak it. And so you can take that project, create a new one and recreate it if you like, or if you just want to get, remember what you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I don't remember. And I'm like, wait, what color was that? I have it stored in the app. And so when you get to the projects, you can add a new project. You can give your project a name, a start date or a completion date. You can write down notes. You can take put your inspiration images there. And that's the first level. And then the next level is within your project, creating the ingredients. It's like a recipe. How do you make all the different components of that project? And that's where you go into detail because once you get into the ingredient section, you can then put in the details about that ingredient. Like, where did you get it? What supplies did you use? Where, what store did you get it from? So it has multiple levels and you can go as deep as you like or you can stay kind of 
a high level, if you like, depending on where you are in your creative process. So that's the app. And eventually, eventually people can showcase their tutorials if they like in the app. They can buy supplies from the app, but I would be working on it forever. (laughs) (laughs) And I just want people to try it so that it helps me customize it more for people who use it. So it's relevant and useful. So those are long-term things down the road. But for now, you just want to get your ideas in one place and start there. I love it. So where can they find this app? Where can they download it? Well, you can find it on my website. It's afrobloomart.com. And it's a web-based app. And so I remember you asked a question about that. And in the long term, I would like for it to be able to be used offline. But right now you can download it onto your computer by or your phone or your mobile device by adding it to your home screen, or you could use it on your computer or your desktop straight from your website. And so it has a 14-day trial built into it. And so if you subscribe to a particular plan, you can try it out for two weeks. And if you don't like it, you don't have to keep it. But if you like it, then you subscribe. And I have a special code for your listeners so that they can get a discount. (laughs) Yes. And I can give it to you in the recording or is it better for it to be in the notes? You tell me. Either one. Well, it's Paper Talk 2022. And it gives you a discount on a yearly subscription. So you have two options. You can have a yearly subscription or a monthly subscription. And naturally, your yearly subscription is better because it's already discounted from the monthly mm-hmm. subscription. But then my code will give you an additional discount. So you're like, oh, wow. get the hookup. <laughs> yes. We love hookups too. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Just doing it for the community. But also, I feel like Paper Talk has given me so much as a listener. And I, it's, it's, I guess it's my way of giving it back. Aww, you want to engage with the folks. It, you all are just amazing. So I really oh. appreciate you. We Aww. appreciate you too. You yeah. add so much to the community. Like mm-hmm. this amazing app is just going to elevate the community even more. It's super amazing. It's so fortunate that we have so many spectacular artists in our community that just fell in love with paper art. And it's just yes. really exploded and Mm -hmm. I I love it I think the more Mm -hmm. people that learn how to do paper flowers the more people we can get in the community the better we can get more supplies um Mm -hmm. more tutorials just more of everything Mm -hmm. yeah yes because I mean there are free tutorials out there but there are quite a few tutorials that I pay for like I'm paying because that knowledge is is really precious Mm -hmm. and even the effort you take to build the tutorial right? I don't think people realize how much work that is. And mm-hmm. for it to be sustainable, for you to be able to sustain that work and continue giving to the community, there needs to be some level of compensation so that you can continue on. It's, yeah. it's not just about payment and profit. It's about sustainability, right? Yes. Of, mm-hmm. of what we do and the yeah. time that we give. So it's really yeah. important. Yeah. yeah. And understanding that it won't diminish your love of paper flowers. Like, right. why do you continue doing something if you don't have excitement or love of it? I think that's exactly. where the key part is like, how do you continue something? How do you create a project? 
how can you build upon a project? I mean, it really is about the joy, the passion, and your commitment. Because you know how people always talk about working eight hours, I can't wait to be done with a job. I think with mm. everyone that you talk about with paper artists, they're like, oh, I can do this all night long. I could do yeah. this day after day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, no yeah. time commitment. It's like, all the time, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially when I was making, when I made the first hybrid tea rose that you taught us, Jesse, I was like, I'm going to make this again. <laughs> and then I just <laughs> and cranked them out. I was like, whoa. And I like know. the different colors. And oh, I was like, course. blown away. <laughs> I know they're so oh, beautiful. Yeah. What a great tutorial, Jesse. Uh, it was really great. I really appreciate it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I have all these strips on my desk. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to try this one. And this one. Ooh, colors just, oh, so oh, colors. They just, yeah. Oh my God. It's just so look at them excited. and you're like, what can I do with it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And even the color technique tutorial was great because then I was like oh, this would be great as a tulip like I like this approach for another flower like it, there was just a lot that you gave us with the Aww. tutorial I'm and so glad to hear yeah. like it's yeah. always kind of in a bubble you always think like oh everyone else probably knows or is doing what I'm doing or knows something similar and you don't realize until you share it that you're like oh wait maybe people do it differently than me yeah. maybe I do have mm-hmm. something to share yes you have a lot you have a a gift yes but that's what it is it's like you just do it for the art just Mm -hmm. whatever it is like there's yes I think we were talking about this before about how wonderful a community is how supportive and encouraging and not all communities are like that but we've somehow been able to talk to each other help each other share like really selflessly and even like yeah I mean there are free tutorials, there are paid ones, but I don't mind paying. I'm like, I know how much work goes into it. And yep. yes. And you're willing to share. Yeah, why not? I want to support you. It's more like about supporting their art and supporting mm-hmm. their livelihood. And, and we would be living in a void if we think that you don't need money to live. We all do. We need some mm-hmm. sort of support. So yeah, that's, and that's fair. That's absolutely fair. We would love to see everyone just do their art for for their living that'd be amazing yeah. when we get to that point where people's art no matter what form it is mm-hmm. is valued equally if not mm-hmm. you know more but at this point I think it's just cool being able to support each other and be be happy and joyful about what other together. people are doing and celebrating it together because yeah. I yes. think it's it takes so much courage to like go and just sell yourself or sell your art Ugh. or like even create this app right create this app that you're creating where you're like I have this idea I'm just gonna execute it but you know what I mean like I would have been like oh I would have so much self-doubt I'd be like "Mm, no no Jesse's you know yeah no 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 that's still there (laughs) (laughs) it's still there you have to push past it you You have have to push push past past it it. yeah yeah it comes back to that why yeah you're right I do have self-doubting thoughts, but then at the same time, if I don't do it, who else will do it? Yes. Or if I, if I don't do it and someone else does it, what if they don't do it in a way that's actually helping people? Like, <laughs> you know, like yeah. you have to develop something that was, people are going to use and love and it's going to help them. And it goes back to like, I want to help people. Like mm-hmm. that's me. I'm a public servant. Yeah. So, you know, you, I countered the self-doubt talk with, but 
what you're creating is going to help people. Like Mm -hmm. you're going to benefit people. You're going to help them be better. You're going to empower people. You're going to inspire people, right? Because some of the hardest aspects of the creative process is getting inspired, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that by just being able to capture ideas when you're not under pressure, that helps that inspiration and creative process with the app. So when I come back to how I'm helping others, it's like, I have to do that. I can't let, listen to the self-doubt. Yeah, definitely. I definitely think your experiences have all definitely also helped you kind of stay centered towards your goal. Everything you went through, right? I mean, how yeah. it. <laughs> and then probably every day thinking like, where is this taking me? Like, is this going to take me where I want to go? And really like constant reflection, I'm sure, given how long that goal took to complete and to be fulfilled. Yeah. So this paper flowers or that journey to you, <laughs> probably like nothing. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm in control of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Being a mom taught me that is not oh true. Yeah. That's, the other, that's the other side. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and scientists, we do like to control all the different variables. We like to know mm-hmm. all the variables and be able to control for them and have a perfect environment where we can do our experiments. And life does not work that way. <laughs> no, it does not. Learn you curveballs all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. One thing we didn't talk about, and I know we had talked about it actually briefly over I think Clubhouse or Facebook or one of the makers meetings your your name so the name of your of your business I know that we had during early on in paper to profit we had talked about you know how important it is to choose the right name that represents you and represents your values so how did you choose Afro Blooms yeah so oh you guys saw that you saw the struggle (laughs) (laughs) And I've even changed my email and website because my name is Afro Bloom Art and Design. That's the business name that I work under. And I was thinking of other topics and I wanted to give a nod to my Nigerian heritage, which is where the Afro part comes. Afro Africa, African diaspora. That's what I'm part of. And so that's very much a part of me. And so I wanted that reflected in my name. And then with the work that I want my business to produce, I want to empower people. I want them to bloom. I want them to express that joy when they make flowers. And I'm working on building tutorials and building resources for our community and other makers that are using the app, for example, So that's where the bloom part comes, where I want the people to bloom. I want them to to grow and be joyful when they experience one of the offerings that we have. So that's where the Afro bloom comes from. Oh, that's so beautiful. I think there was a discussion of whether you wanted to include Afro in the name. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? You have some other other ideas too, right? I did. I had concerns. You know, I talked to my family about it. My dad was like, no, you're just going to like limit yourself to only a small group of people. And I was like, I know, but how do I authentically re- represent myself? And, yeah. and I was talking to um, our colleagues and they're like, no, we love it. It sounds unique. Mm-hmm. It's like totally you. And I was like, I want what I offer to be available for everyone. 
I don't want it to just be for people from the African diaspora. I want to bring people from the African diaspora into our community. That would be amazing. Yes. And so I just don't want it to be limited to just the African diaspora because we're Mm -hmm. an international community. Mm -hmm. And so I did have a concern about that, but I got so much support and encouragement that from you all. And I was like, let's do it. (laughs) I'm glad you did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you did. I don't think your name has to define you, but I definitely think that it should say something that's true to you and your business and your values. And given that that's one of your goals or commitments, I think it's, it it, it does make sense. Like I'm not a marketer, so I can't really take whatever I say as, as just an opinion. Like I can't tell you like, oh, maybe like you're niching down too much. But Mm -hmm. honestly, I think there is a market for that as well. Mm -hmm. And that's a unique market that, you know, might not connect with me because Mm -hmm. I'm a Chinese immigrant, you know, and Mm -hmm. I think that that's that we have to recognize that there are different interest groups and Mm -hmm. why not? Like those, I mean, they connect with you for a reason, your art too, Mm -hmm. because I remember at the beginning when you were making bouquets, you had been thinking about using patterns that were, yeah, right. Patterns that were, that were part of your culture. And I think that's so important too. I mean, Mm -hmm. if that's like, oh, it makes total sense to you then yeah. yeah, that fits. That's, that's authentic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think we did have kind of like we had, a lot of us were like, oh, Afro blooms. I think that sounds more unique. I think there was something mm-hmm. else you suggested that was kind of more generic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, well, I can slap anybody's face on that. But this one, <laughs> yeah. is, this one is Chi-Chi. This one is, I, oh, I know yeah. who you are. Um, mm-hmm. I think it, yeah. For whatever reason that you decide <laughs> to end up you know, choosing it. I think you went through a really process I think Mm -hmm. thinking it through I think all those thoughts were legitimate but at the end of the day like if it feels right in your gut yeah yeah I think it was a really good choice oh thank you yeah thank you for that well I mean I remember who you are I remember oh yes yeah (laughs) if you were to tell me my my name has petals or papers on it I would be like there's so many people (laughs) I wouldn't be able to I'd be like oh which one is that versus something that is a lot more I still remember it because there's blooms, flowers, obviously, but mm-hmm. there is the association as well to Africa. Yes. Yeah. I totally remember who you are. And I think that that's, what's important that people, when they hear your name, they remember who you are and who's behind it. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I think we're going to end off our conversation with a okay. fun question. So how do you spoil yourself? Mm. Um, any time of the day, all the time, whenever you can. <laughs> I don't oh. know how you squeeze that in. I know. You are a full-time mom, full-time worker, full-time artist. What do you mm. do to for yourself, Kiki? Like, Man. what do you do to make your moment of happiness? <laughs> okay, don't judge me. Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes I've been to watch different shows online so Mm -hmm. I just binge watched Selling Tampa oh my god (laughs) hilarious show before that was Selling Sunset (laughs) uh, reality TV is in a tasteful way not all reality TV but like different shows like The Mass Singer (laughs) (laughs) you know that's my like everyday 
that's my everyday pampering. And then before the pandemic, I just enjoyed my friends and family and we would go to restaurants, we would go out to eat. That's like definitely another kind of pampering thing, going somewhere where you can't make the food in your house. Like I like to cook. So if I go somewhere and I could not experience this in my house, like that's amazing. And my husband is a foodie too. So we really enjoy doing that and just traveling. Yeah. Yeah. So once we get out of this pandemic, we'll definitely do more exciting experiences with travel and, and eating out and biking. I love nature. So I'm able to experience nature where I live here in the mm-hmm. DC metro area. And so right. all of those things are, they help me reconnect. And then we have a botanical garden not too far from my house. And so oh. I just go there and look at flowers. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look at that. That's, That's so, so awesome. <laughs> yeah. So really fortunate in that way. Oh, thank you so much, Kiki, for the conversation. The hour went by so quick. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I really appreciate you having me on. I love, love, love the podcast. It's really enriched me in so many ways. What you're doing is amazing. Thank you so much for giving to our community in this way. Oh, thanks for being part of it. Yeah. A lot to us. Yeah. And actually, I mean, just being on our podcast too I mean you're supporting us you're supporting mm-hmm. our mission to kind of serve the community yep. Quinn and I are a little bit selfish yeah. in that we love talking to our guests like this is yeah. our way <laughs> to like stay connected so we're just yes. grateful that people like listening to the conversations we have with other paper florists yeah it's really nice to know thanks yeah. cool beans y'all have a great awesome day Yeah, you too. We would love to thank you, our listener, and especially our patrons for supporting our podcast, Paper Talk, and for making season five possible.